0: From the Ron McKee Free Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In part two of our special 100th episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Isaiah Gonzalez of the University of Texas Longhorn Football Program interviews me, Coach Isaiah Casieja at the Colorado School of Mines. I will talk about how the language of business can be a game changer for a strength coach, why you should rely on others around you and avoid becoming an island, and the importance of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and finding the silver lining in failures. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult, and someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out TeamBuilder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation, alongside with six NCAA National Champions three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they can offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out.
1: going to pivot a little bit. We're going to talk about you taking over coach Max podcast, rebranding, rebooting it. Tell us a little bit about what that whole process was like. Um, I'm, I'm pretty interested to hear that, you know, that's a, that's a major change in lifestyle and side hustle. So yeah,
0: on that for us. Yeah, no doubt. It was, uh, it was Ron, uh, coach McKeefrey's last year doing the podcast and he is throwing up on his Instagram, you know, say any names that you want to hear on, on this podcast. And I told my assistant, I was like, get your ass on Instagram, put my name in there so I could be on the podcast. Cause I think he'd been doing it. I want to say six or seven years by then. So I was like, oh, like it was always been a dream to be on the iron game talk, talk podcast. And he put me in and, and, and coach McKee reached out. He's like, hey, let's have you on the podcast. So got on there. And, um, most of my education has been, You know, I got a a bachelor's in exercise science and I got a master's in kinesiology, but I had been an entrepreneur and a business owner before I became a strength coach. So I always had that with me. And then being at a D2 at Metro for eight years, we, I was always asking for money and I was able to talk to some donors and one of them was pretty candid to me. He's like, look, you need to be able to talk the language of business if you're talking to big time donors and don't just be the big, you know, you know, you know, idiot strength coach, that's just all about exercise. You need to know business. So, and you know, I was like, you're absolutely right. So I ended up going back and getting my executive masters and business administrations and with it, like an emphasis in like fundraising and, and corporate governance. Cause I was really trying to just create positions at Metro and, so I was on the original Iron Game Chalk Talk podcast, but it happened to be a month after I graduated with my MBA. So I was definitely just very keen on all things business. And if we were just talking with coach McKee free after. And, we, and he had mentioned he's, I had asked him like, Hey, what's going on next to the podcast. And he's like, honestly, I'm probably going to retire the podcast. He's, he's like, it's just too much work. And, It was not, I had just met Ron McKee for like an hour before that. So I was like, oh man, I mean, I've talked to him on Twitter. I think I had to jog his memory a little bit. I was like, look, I found the the message in 2015 that I sent you. Um, And he's like, I just, it's just become work. And I think this is right when he left play and he was going, went to Fresno state. So he was back in the like full blown football you know strength conditioning and he's like it's just it's become work and it's just it's tough for me to do especially because he's getting busier and I was like you know I was just honest with him I was like hey coach like this podcast does a lot for other coaches like I know I remember tuning in every week and just listening and it was empowering me to hear Donnie Mabe struggle with administrators when he first got to Texas like two decades ago, he's been there forever. But, you know, he is, you know, struggling to do that stuff. And, and he was another coach I reached out to. And man, what a good guy. I don't know if you met Donnie maybe I mean, since you've been out of UT, but solid dude. And he's always picked up the was Like, you know, he's always one how Isaiah Castillo at Metro, and he's Donnie Mabe at UT, you know, he's the running the show on the Olympic side. And he was always willing to talk to me. So uh, it was always empowering for me to hear, or, you know, Pat Ivy is like, go walk around and go talk to your administration. That's another dude. Like I reached out and I was like, Hey, are you really about that life? And he's like, absolutely. He's like, I got time before a meeting with, uh, with uh, like the leadership, senior leadership, and then with the football team. So, Mm -hmm. and, um, so I was like, coach, like, Honestly, like if, if it wasn't for the Iron Game Chop Top podcast, I probably wouldn't be coaching right now. So I was like, it's a good thing. Like, let me market it for you and I'll, I'll produce it. Like, I'll edit your, your, uh, all your episodes, even though I had no idea what it, what the hell to do. I was just like, I'll figure it out. Like, you know, there's, there's gotta be a YouTube on there, how to produce a podcast. So, but he was really just like, like, no, I just, he just doesn't want to do the interviews anymore. And he was just like, I just don't want to do this podcast anymore. So I was like, so I just shot my shot. I was like, I, you know, might as well just send it. So I was like, all right, coach, can I write you up a proposal so I can keep the podcast going? Because I like I said, I've reached out to all these other coaches just from talking on the podcast, even coaches that weren't on the podcast. So I just call them up randomly and be like, hey, I got a couple of questions on how to run a program, like do you mind? And so I was already talking to coaches all the time. Uh, so I was like, hey, can I put up a proposal to write? To take it over, and then we just ended up talking for a few hours, and he's like, "All right, like I think let's do this." So that was in November. I think he interviewed me in October, November. I just met him, and then I, I was like, "Like I'm gonna give you a proposal. Let's take over the podcast all in one day." So that was in October, and like come January, and it was crazy. January 2020. Um, we worked. You know, we worked up a deal where. You know, I would take over the podcast and I'd own it and produce and everything and get things going. And then COVID hit and that was the first year, like the first semester, like when COVID hit. So I got lucky enough, like we were all quarantined anyway. So I was like, I'm just gonna use all this free time I have to just start looking how to produce a podcast and looking how to run a podcast. And um, yeah, I got, I, you know, Coach McKefree he helped me out a lot. He showed me what he did in his original one and I had I'm an audio file for sure. So I'm either always listening to music or a podcast or an audiobook. And so I wanted to take what was going on with the old podcast and kind of, you know, produce it and I wanted to take it in the direction I always got the most out of it when I heard coaches talking about real life and just telling about how they navigated that real life because X's and O's, I mean, sometimes is cool, but for the most what you do at UT is different than Cal Berkeley is different than Seattle U. Like X and O's change and it, it it's all up to like the coach what's best for that that t- type of athlete or even like at you know S- Seattle U, like when you had one team is not the exact same program and is a a different sport and another team. It's just, so I, I was like, I'm not leaning toward too much that. I wanted to do a podcast more centered around the, you know, what it takes to be a strength coach or how do you navigate your way through being a strength coach? Cause I think no matter where you're at and it's evolved and it is now or like some advice for the younger coach that's working their way up through tough part of our career and then that that coach that might find themselves in the director's chair for the first time and then just some advice that you would tell yourself and all that stuff so um yeah it's it it was nuts and then um i was able to take my business background and just luckily i just had finished my mba so i was able to just i excuse me, I have no feelings when it comes to talking to, uh, sponsors, like, I don't care. Like, and it's what I did in one of my other businesses. So my whole goal is like just to get as many no's as I can. And eventually like more yeses will come. And, uh, so I was able to get like some sponsors and it's pretty empowering to have, you know, we got playing team builder and woodway and perch, like big time companies that are willing to be like, oh, like, we want to put our name on this. So we got them. And then, you know, like you were one of my first featured uh, uh, episodes that I had, I had coaches that I was like, look, I'm going to hit you up. Like, like Donnie Mabe was the one of our first one, Candace Walls. And of course, Ron McKee was my very first one, but um, I was just, yeah, I had my network, you know, and then I just started talking to what I normally do. I was like, look, you have something I've seen that I like. So most of the times it's me just sliding into coaches DMs on Instagram and, and being like hey you want to come on the podcast and they are they wanted to and it helps that the original podcast with Ron McKievery was as prolific as it was and um yeah and the people still come in to tune in and listen it's pretty nuts i was looking at the stats and to have tens of thousands of downloads from me is pretty nuts. Like, I can't believe that many people want it. Luckily I don't talk that much. So I was like, they're not hearing me talk. They're hearing the coaches talk. I just asked a couple good questions, but, um, yeah, I was very proud of it. And, you know, I want, and I want to do everything nice. So we got the rebranded it and everything. And I wanted to just to do it like all the top podcasts I hear, like the big, big podcast, not just strength and conditioning, but like in the whole world and how they're producing and how they're representing. And I think the combination of how it looks now and how well it's produced and shout out to my executive producer, Delaney Baxendales, who's is also my assistant strength coach. Um, we've been able to create a, a brand that's, I hope other sponsors can look and see like, this is not just a strength coach and um you know some Apple AirPods and you know just you know bad sour reception and everything I was like look I went and got all the stuff I I make sure we got a Wi-Fi booster and you know we record both ends of the interview and it's I did my best to be like look like, this is a, a full full blown podcast and then I think a lot of the coaches are like in the direction it's going with uh just advice, like how, how do you get to where you're at? And like, what's some advice you give to other coaches? Cause I think that'll stick with you more than, you know, what sports science you happen to be doing over the summer with this.
1: Yeah, definitely. You can, you can definitely see the growth you've had from hosting the podcast. So speaking on that you've interviewed, this is the hundredth episode. So you've interviewed a countless amount of coaches from all kinds of different backgrounds. How do you approach each interview with a different person, how do you go about prepping up your time, your questions, go into that process a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I do my best to no matter. Cause I, I did something similar to Ron McKee at the year. I was like, who do you want to hear from? And we had a, a, I was surprised at how many people tuned in and like, we want to hear this. We want to hear this. And, uh, I just try to always come for the highest form of respect. Like I don't, care where you are or where you've been i just care about you're a strength coach and you need to be res- respected as such so you could be a younger one in age or you could be a, i mean i talked to some coaches i, I mean joe ken and, and i talked to him i was like house like you don't need to do shit for this uh, profession anymore like you've done it all like why are you still giving back but I've always have a a reverence for our profession and a respect for the coaches that are contributing to that. So I always try to come from the highest form of respect. And then I've dialed it down to like a few questions, like what's your current role? And then, you know, the, the very, skeleton of it all is, you know, what's some advice for the younger coach? What's some advice for a director? And if you can call yourself, you know, some coaches I either have to adjust it for five years or 20 years, like some of them been in a while. So like, what's some advice you'd give yourself? And then also, I mean, it just comes down to like it or love it. Like social media is a very powerful tool for the strength coach now. So, what have you put out there on, on your social media? And then you can tell what coaches are about, you know, you, you have your, your niche, like you, you can see on mine. I spend a lot of time with my interns or, uh, you know, sports science or big on culture. So I'll try to throw in a couple of questions like that. And it's just like any conversation, you know, we just start talking and then I did, I've done a pretty good job of being a good listener and then just picking up on a couple of things that they drop. And you can tell when a coach is talking, what they're passionate about and like what they're just good at. And so we just open up a little bit more about what they're passionate about and then just try to the whole aim, the whole goal of everything is to uh, just here's a little bit of help to keep you in the profession. Cause and it is it's dicey, like, you know, this profession and we see coaches leaving it all the time. And, you know, I don't think there's much difference in the ones that have and the ones that haven't besides just not giving up and always trying to like keep learning. Because if you don't give up and you keep learning, eventually it'll break somewhere for you and you'll get a chance and you'll make it happen. But Uh, for me, it was empowering. Like I started it during COVID. So a lot of coaches were either getting laid off or they're um, you know, they were doing furloughs. Yeah, exactly. So it was was nuts. And I thought it was a good thing for me because, you know, we had a, we saw a part of our profession where it took something relatively stable and it put everybody in the point of like, this could end like so it was good to talk with them. And for me and even nowadays, like I I batch my interviews. So I'll do a whole bunch around a few around Christmas. It'll get me through the spring semester. And then I do a crap ton of interviews all summer. So it could take me through this the whole year. So I'm not really doing too many interviews during the school year because you know I'm still a strength coach. And um but you know, talking with all these coaches, I just, for me, it's personally like, hey, they're not much different from you. And then just to hear coaches that are still passionate about being in this industry, because, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's messed up, you know, it's like, you know, we work long hours, and you know, all that stuff that everybody gripes about, but it's still like, I mean, there are easier paths to take in life, but, you know, to hear how passionate other strength coaches are about, about this profession and hopefully how we're trying to change it and make it better. Uh, it keeps me, keeps the fuel going for my, you know, my, in my fire, like, Hey, like we can probably make this thing work, you know, because, you know, besides every gripe that a lot of people have, there's still a lot of coaches out there making it and they've worked their way up and they're trying to either change the profession or at least make it a better place them when we first got there. So, um, yeah, I always come up with, the with reverence to our profession and respect for the coach. And then it just comes down to just talking with them and just realizing like even the biggest person, like for me, it always, it always has been house. Like, like I was like, whenever I heard him talk and from way back in the day and reading all of his books and, look at all his YouTube and everything, I was like, all right, like that's the that's when I know I made it when I got Joe Ken. And lucky enough, I got Joe and Peter on on a year ago. And like I was just talking with Joe Ken. Like, and he I mean, he's called me up a few times and just like just talking and, and I was like, you know, you're a regular old dude, you know, like he's one he's one of us and granny's from New York. So he's got that uh the East Coast swag. But uh, you know, it's just it's empowering to me. Like I was like, all right, like if we can just pull the veil up a little bit and have everybody realize like we're just humans and here's how we went about this profession. I think that's where every episode comes for me. At least I don't want it to seem like, all right, Isaiah, like we're just going to do something, a couple questions. All right, cool. Like, thanks. Bye. Like it's just like, let's talk and see how we can help everybody out we'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slap belt running surface which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams, and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's Curved Treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy-efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com.
1: So you've, you've talked to all these great coaches and and I guess most importantly, great people in the field. What we'll are probably just, just narrow it down. What are three things from those conversations that you've taken and, and either applied to your life or just help have positively impacted your life just based on those conversations?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think the big thing is for me, and I, I kind of alluded to it before, is like hearing other people that are very passionate about what they do you know, has kept me going in the field in the fire, especially, I mean, we've all had those days where like, damn, I'm just going to go sell equipment and like chill, you know, and just, you know, but it's good to hear other coaches be like, look, here's what we're doing. Here's how we're passionate. And I'd always thought it was, I, I always learned that it's always good to be able to, I mean, I always felt endeared when I heard other people struggle because I, I wouldn't say I had an easy path to where I'm going now. And I was like, all right, cool. Like Isaiah's struggling just like me. Or like when you hit me up at, when you're at Seattle, U, I was like, all right, like, you know, you told me about what it was like to intern with Joe Ken and, and then what you're going through at Seattle, U, and I was, I always, always took it as a term of dear mate. Like you're on the right path. Like you're, 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 doing it right. And even where I am now and talking with all these coaches, it's just, um, the first thing I learned is just, just keep going and it's always good. And the second thing is, is I think the big thing is the mentorship side of what we do and being able to, and I know it's always, it's very cliche, but very few people are actually willing to like get out of their comfort zone, go talk to a coach and, I mean, you never know how it works. Like Candace uh Walls, she's like she's very close to me like now in the Denver area, but before before her and Klaus came to Colorado, um she was operating a pretty high level program in Louisiana and and Baylor and just I remember calling her out of the blue. I was like, yo, like this is who I am. And I'm having trouble at, at the time with some of my assistants are boneheads. So I was like, what do you do? Do we fire these idiots or do we like bring them on? Like, do I really develop them? Cause I was like, I'm struggling here. And uh I think the another big thing is endearment from the coaches that are still doing it because they're very passionate. And the other one was like a lot that I always liked how much most coaches are willing to help. I haven't ran into a coach yet and it'll, it'll probably happen, but I haven't ran into a coach yet. I asked them to be on the podcast. They just are like, no, I'm too busy or I don't want to do this. Like every one of them has been like, yeah, like just let's figure out a time and let's get it going. Like, I mean, you know what it is like, you and I even were talking I was like, all right, like when are we going to have a a weekend in in July that we can get this done. But um, the the second biggest thing is like the coaches want to help. And I think a lot of other coaches should take that and just start asking coaches for help. Like, just you can learn from their experiences, and a lot of them are willing to help and, and get things going. And and the other one is, is and the last one is just always the more tenured you are, like the Donnie Mabes or Coach McKee for you, Joe Ken, the more input they have from their assistants and the more that they collectively lead. Cause I know what it's like to be in my early thirties and mid thirties and being the head strength coach. You think you are the guy or you're the girl, like you are the hot shit, but realistically, like it's a, it's a collective thing and you got to hire good people around you. And then when you do bring them in, trust them that, They have their expertise and hire somebody that's not you, you know, like Delaney, my assistant, she's was on the sports information and she's on the business side of things of sports for a long time. So she's always helping me out with like social media and how to get things going on the business side of things. Uh, my old assistant, Jordan, he just got a job at BU. So shout out to him again out there in Boston, but, um, he was very good at, knowing the inner workings of the university and he was able to like, look, I know the grounds guys, here's how we're going to go about moving equipment in here or if something breaks. He was always on top of warranties and stuff. It's just, uh, just don't be an Island no matter how high up the chain you go. And you can be the head honcho at, at power five or in the NFL, but still very much like the coaches that have been in here the longest and done well is, um, stay close to your, your people. And, um, and a lot, a lot of times it's family too, like your wife or husband and your kids, or your mom and dad, or hell, even your dog, like have a really good support system around you. And then the people you work with, even for me, like, if, even if you're a volunteer intern, like if you've were at this school, I was like, all right, what are they doing? Like, how can we integrate that? And just making sure everybody feels like they have a seat at the table and they have a voice, no matter where they are in the hierarchy. Because you can, I'm learning of lyrics from the interns and all these bringing in like younger music. Like what did what did like? I'm always trying to treat everybody, including interns. Like what can I learn from you to make this whole experience better?
1: man i think those are great those are great aspects that you can apply and just being reminded and i think you know it's a people business and people work and so i think that's that's good man that's that's all really good stuff um i guess it, it is a staple of your show so we got to flip it if you could call isaiah from 10 years ago so that would be before metro from awesome. 10 years ago what advice would you give him
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I was just wrapping up at CU. And I've thought about this too every time I ask the coaches, because this one pretty catches, especially if the coach hasn't listened to a few of the episodes yet, like it catches them off guard. But I think the biggest thing for me is not to be so angry or vengeful. Like at the time, especially when you're younger and you're just, you might have known like, this, we both started in this internship and this person got this job and I'm at this job. Um, it could be, I know I did, I was very angry and I got like a chip on my shoulder and sometimes you can operate out of vengeance and just trying to prove people and its it's exhausting and it can cloud your judgment. So my big thing is just to be like, hey, don't be so damn angry. The world's not out to get you you just need to learn how to communicate better and take it all in stride and just enjoy where you're at. Cause it'll, it will work out that the, a lot of the anger or the vengeance comes out of the insecurity of like, all right, where's this next job going to be at? Or can I get paid? Can I start a family with this stuff? But overall, just like, Hey, breathe, don't be so damn angry. Like just reach out to like the mentors and the coaches and just take it all in stride because you know, once you start operating out of like anger or that chip on your shoulder, it can cloud your judgment. So yeah, don't do that.
1: takes a lot of energy out when you do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's not healthy, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's just too much energy. Your life is going to be difficult enough just trying to be an adult in the 21st century. So don't, don't add to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a question that I want to ask you is uh, we, we've talked about, you know, being all in in the profession and constantly being relevant and learning. And we know that our job is, you know, takes a lot of hours outside of that. What's one thing that you want to try or do or practice that you're going to have to take time specifically to give that effort? That doesn't have to be anything with strength and conditioning. You know, whether it's learn a new language, or you want to learn how to fly a helicopter, just want something that you want to try, or just expand as a uh, as a man growing older.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm definitely doing both. Um, you know, just oh man, that's a good question. I've always been very like musically inclined. Like I played a lot of instruments growing up, and I was a good athlete and a good musician, but. I mean, I've always had a a passion for guitar and piano and my kids are getting old enough now where we can, they want to start playing instruments. So I think it's a good way of humbling yourself. And like you said, either like one of my interns, he was learning how to speak Spanish and uh, Portuguese. So uh, he was always on Duolingo, like in between sets, like recording himself. And uh, I think that, I, I think it's clutch. I mean, and you know, growing with my kids is like, all right, like I could put myself in a vulnerable position. I mean, shit. We're always asking our coach, our athletes to do the same thing. Like, look, you know, this, going can be uncomfortable, like go out and put yourself, put it all out there and doing everything. So, and I think it's a good reminder of to have that growth mindset and always be growing and always be trying to be uncomfortable. Cause I think from failure is the best teacher. It hurts. Like when you fail, Like it's it's embarrassing and it hurts, but like you you learn a lot from it, and I think that's one of the key factors from what I would call where I'm at now is just because I failed a lot and I just took the scars with it and just learned from it. But I think for me, like growing with my kids, just figuring out, yeah, music or like, and my oldest is about to be seven, and my twins are going to be five and you know they're learning sport for the first time or just I'm not I'm not definitely not trying to coach my parents or I'm not trying to be that parent coach because I know like Joe Ken said like they're going to have enough coaches in their life they just need you to be a dad so like I do my best to be a dad but just seeing how they're learning how to run or like how they learn how to catch ball so it's a nice little refresher for me I was like all right this is like mechanics and motor units and all this stuff are starting to grow and stuff I learned like in, you know, grad school and stuff that I never really thought I need to learn because I'm working with collegiate athletes, but, um, it's just doing that. And for me, I've always leaned, leaned towards, always towards growth, at least with leadership. Like I, 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 got all the damn certs and I'm always like doing my continuing ed. Cause we, we, we the school pays for it. So I'll do like Altus or, um, uh, we're going to probably sign up for the strength coach network, the uh, with here and you know, all that stuff. So we could always learn. And like, you know, we're always doing Eads or, and luckily shoot also angry. Joe Kim put his website for free. I was like, I was paying like 50, a hundred bucks a year when it first started. Now it's all free, which is good. And it's all these cool resources for the coaches. So I was always learning that, but for me, it's always been leadership. All all the podcasts I listen to are, uh, a lot of like business leadership, like Masters of Scale or um, Tim Ferriss. I just like to listen to people that are masters in their own type of profession and how they got there. And and uh, yeah, that's that's where my growth is is just growing up with my kids and trying to be all there and like they're learning instrument. I might as well embarrass myself and go learn that instrument too with him. And then, uh, learning how to be a leader and, and just, uh, I don't know. I think I'm at the career, point of my career where I'm content. And this is like the first time I've been there a point where I'm, I'm not complacent. Like there's a big difference, but I'm very content. Like I'm happy where I'm at happy. Uh, I got my family going and just overall, it's just a good spot. So I'm just learning to, chill like it's not always like what's that next step or what am I going to do like like I got my teams I'll go all out help them out Uh, I got the family just learning how to just all finally just get to a point where like I just chill dude like it's it took you a while to get here so just enjoy and uh grow
1: that's awesome man that's awesome I think you know being present and keep ten toes down. I think at our age and not, like you said, our point of the career, that's been the biggest thing is being present.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh it's hard to switch it off because I spent, I mean, the last twelve years just go 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 like just be the best at everything and i realize it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter you could be the best at everything and your ass is getting fired so just be where you're at all the time so you just no matter where you're at you could always take something good there's like always a silver lining where you're at so just enjoy it i'm not like i said i'm not complacent because there's a big difference but like i feel feel good where I'm at. I want to make sure I can help as many coaches as I can get there for, for me. Like, that's always been my niche. I know like Cal deeds has giving us all that science and stuff for me is like, look, if I can take one coach out of the the volunteer ranks and give him some money and put some bread on the table, like that's how I want to, that's what I want to develop. And like I told you, build a strength coach utopia. I mean, at mines. And I mean, a year ago there was, just one full-time strength coach and now we're bumping up to four here within a year and hopefully more here soon i'm always just trying to i'm always just going to be asking for money it's always going to be not necessarily like nice new weight room even though that's coming um it's always gonna be like look can we pay a couple of these really good interns, a couple, you know, some money so they can get through their masters or, you know, get paid and then move on to bigger and better. So mm-hmm. that's uh, one thing I'm definitely looking forward to is just being at a place where admin supports it and uh, they've done it right in the past. So I can take as many coaches like I can with me on the way up. Cause if you don't have anybody there with you, it's not worth it.
1: That's awesome.
0: Man. That's a great point.
1: Uh, that's all I got for you today. I appreciate you having me on, man. I thought, I thought it was really cool that we could flip it on this and people could get to know you and what makes you sick. Uh, so I appreciate it again. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for you know, coming on again and doing this and you know, I appreciate you and all the steps you take in and yeah, man, we'll have to maybe do it again for episode 200 when we're a little older.
1: Yeah, man. That'd be interesting. We'll we'll see where we're at at that point.
0: All right, Coach. Well, I appreciate you. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's global director of performance and education, Coach Mike Bewley Coach Bewley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after. 22 years of of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication, and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional.
1: And so, with that awareness in mind, too, I always enjoy working and learning and talking to other people and and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was, too, to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage
0: of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Perch delivers velocity based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings, set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to Chalk. Again, that's Chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to play and team builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at iron game chalk talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts, leave us a rating comment and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.